0: The rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook by using promo code RTRS and brought to you by Adam Kasebi, the official realtor of the process at 302-864-8643. Big Barker therapeutic dog beds. Get yours at bigbarker.com slash Ricky and kinetic skateboarding. Get 9.1% off your first order with code Dave Silver. On the show today, they say, what are you going to do a podcast about in the middle of August about an NBA team? Oh, will you watch? The NBA is investigating the Sixers again. Joel Embiid is taking Philadelphia out of his Twitter bio. The schedule is out uh, for the Sixers, though they do not have a roster at this point. And one of the biggest rock bands in America has said the name of our podcast on stage To almost no reaction. I did mention kinetic skateboarding. Oh boy. I love kinetic. What you want to do is go to kinetic skateboarding. Even if you're not a skateboarder, the gear is worth it. Even if you're not a sneaker person, the sneakers they have there that nobody has anywhere else are worth a look. Vans, Nikes, Converse, New Balance, all that kind of stuff. And as we head into fall, the hoodie selection at Kinetic Skateboarding is unmatched. Use code Silver for 9.1% off your first order. And one week from today, Mutlu and I will do a, law, a live Carl Landry Record Club podcast at the tailgate for the Connor Barwin Make the World Better concert, which is at the Dell with Always and Alex G., uh, next Saturday, August 26th. Beforehand, there is a two-hour tailgate. Stateside vodka is involved. You get booze, you get food, and we'll do a live pod there. The tickets are separate. You should go to the Make the World the Make the World Better Foundation website for tickets or link in the description of this pod. And my chair is sinking. Without any further ado, Amos and the Chef. Welcome to the Right's Ricky Sanchez Podcast. I'm Spike Eskin, along with a guy who wishes you would stop listening so he would stop doing the podcast that has won Mike Levin.
2: Ah. 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 that's hey. exactly
0: <laughs> You Again. <laughs> How could they? Ah. You wake up on a Saturday in the middle of August. You're like, there's not going to be any Sixers news today. But then Adrian Wojnarowski sends a tweet, the article, sources, NBA launches inquiry into James Harden's situation. What could possibly be happening here? uh, This is Woj and Ramona Shelburne, who has long been a Embiid source. By the way, the NBA has launched an inquiry into the circumstances surrounding Philadelphia 76ers star James Harden's public admonishment of the franchise president's basketball of operations, Daryl Morey sources told ESPN the league office is believed to be pursuing an understanding of whether Harden was portending a 2020. 324 holdout in violation of the league's collective bargaining agreement, or had been referencing past contract discussions with the organization that might constitute salary cap circumvention, sources said. Nevertheless, Hardin has privately indicated that his public comments calling Maury a, quote, liar on Monday morning had only been a response to Mori ending trade discussions with an expectation that Harden would start the season with the Sixers, sources said. Neither Sixers nor Harden would be in violation of any league guidelines should that be communicated to league officials. This is just, of all the dumb fucking things that we've dealt with, this one is I mean, really dumb. Annoying. It's all dumb. Yeah. It's all dumb. I, I, Sean O'Connor on Twitter
2: called it. the the NBA going back to double jeopardy to try to try the Sixers for the same thing twice. Right. Um, I, I would, I will be so annoyed if the NBA, like for optics or whatever decides, wow, let's just take another pick from him.
0: I don't think that's going to happen. I would be annoyed as well. I don't, I don't think so either,
2: but I will, I will be annoyed by it. Like it's like, find them fire somebody, but don't take picks from fucking me. I didn't do this. They're already trying to trade enough picks as is. I want my picks. Let me have something, you motherfuckers. Uh, So hopefully it doesn't happen. I I just don't believe in any world, in any world, Daryl or really anybody, maybe Brian would have done this, Colangelo, but most GMs would not go, hey, just take a little bit less here, and then next year when you're a year older, we'll give you max. Don't even worry about it. We'll give you all of it. It's like, what if he had gotten hurt this season? What if his leg fell off? What if he forgot how to shoot? Like these things are possible and have happened. This the idea that someone would promise that, I think, is ridiculous. You could say, hey, we'll we'll give you a long term deal. We would love to sign you to a more long term deal. Seems like Harden only wanted the one plus one. So he would have control of where he would then go. He opted into that. Get his friends on the team, get them paid back. Sure. Yada, yada. Uh abide by the, the, the sex pact that mm-hmm. was uh honored in the bubble
0: um uh, with Dan House. And the uh, you I will remember the other pact with PJ is apparently when he was forcing his way out of Houston, he promised PJ that PJ would get traded as well and had owed him from that because PJ did not get traded. So wow. pacts all over the place.
2: Yeah, lots lots of lots of which consider. they got
0: penalized for.
2: Other. Yeah, which, no, I got penalized for. Right. Let's be clear. Let's be clear here. The NBA penalizing me. And Carol I, doesn't I, give a shit about second round picks. Josh Harris doesn't give a shit about second round picks. I do. This is and I didn't you. tamper at all. It is about me, Spike. Uh, yeah. But I don't know. So they're going to fucking investigate. It's going to be a fucking shenanigans. Harden's going to show up to camp and be... Ridiculous. Ridiculous is a good way to say it. And then, like, he'll, they'll tell him to go home. We, we did this. We've played this. He's going to be more ridiculous than Ben was, which is arguably ridiculous in a different way because Ben at least was younger and had more years on his contract. Harden is looking for his last contract. He's expiring. He should be, like, doing something to want other teams to want him. He's listed one team he would play for doubt and trade him to that one team because they
0: don't have much to offer him. And by the way, to your point about not believing that Maury was just like, don't worry, pal, I'm going to give you a full max. I also don't believe he said, yes, you, you opt in. We will trade you to the one specific team that you want to go to no matter what they offer. Even if you are publicly saying that you're only going to go to that team, that's yeah. fine too. There's obviously a lack of communication, which is making people think. I, I would bet there is even let, like, on the spectrum of communication, where on one side, Daryl Murray is promising all of these things, and on the other side, they're not talking at all. I believe it is closer to the, the second one that a lack of communication has created the illusion of whatever promise he thinks he got. Yeah, certainly. And Vinny
2: Goodwill on Yahoo reported this morning that it's not Terrence Mann As I've been speculating that it's picks is the problem. That is the holdup for the Sixers and the Clippers that this like sub Bruce Brown, who again, I like Terrence Mann He's great. My kind of player. Come on. But the idea that he is like a sub Bruce Brown role player that, is going to be the holdup in a in a hardened LA deal? It's ridiculous. They want a bunch of picks so that they, they can then parlay those picks for something else. Vinny also speculated that Hard Daryl might want to rebuild. I don't. We'll think get that's to true that. for a second. We'll get to that. Um, but they want picks so that they can then get a third trade for the third star with all the cap space they have. Um, I don't know. Ah, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> The, it sucks. I would just, just fucking, t- here's what I'll say. I've been thinking about it. I've been playing the trade machine. I've been sending shit to Sixers Adam. I've been okay. waking Sixers Adam up in the middle of the night saying, what about this trade? What about this He doesn't trade? go
0: to bed at like four in the morning anyway. No, I have but, no idea what his sleep yeah. schedule is. Oh, him, yeah.
2: him, him and your sleep schedules are,
0: are, very, uh, foreign to me. Between, between Adam and I, we're up 24 hours a day, so we yeah. don't miss anything. There must yeah. always
2: be one of Spike or Sixers Adam awake at all times. or so the world yeah. will just fall, fall apart. Um, <laughs> I think, and this is just me thinking, that nothing will happen. We've been saying this all the time, but nothing will happen until the Dame trade happens. I don't think. Mm -hmm. Because there's people that think Dame is possible. There's people that want to be like the third team in a Dame trade where they can just get some stuff, whatever. And obviously Dame has more years on his contract, is currently a better player than James, etc. I think that if Dame goes somewhere else, if Portland grows a backbone and sends him to another team, for a better offer. And I do think Dame would play for that team. I don't think he would be, you know, as obstinate as someone like Harden would be. I believe that Miami
0: becomes a real Harden suitor. Yeah. I just don't think Dame's going anywhere but Miami. Maybe not. But, but I agree. There's usually every offseason there is a, a domino thing. Yeah. Durambles. With one. Yeah. And I, I, I do think that Lillard, because of the third team that will likely be needed to make that trade happen, and it's possible that the Sixers could need a third team in their trade as well, I think that sort of freezes everything, and I don't think anything will happen until camp. I do think, though... I mean, that's my preferred thing. I
2: I obviously would trade him for Siakam and Obi or Dr. DeRozan in in a heartbeat. I've said this. I was DMing with uh, our friend, former Ricky Guest, Blake Murphy, about mm -hmm. Toronto being a possibility. He didn't he didn't rule it out. Mm. He didn't say absolutely no way. So I'm gonna I don't, don't want to leak anything else he said, but he didn't he didn't he didn't come down on me so hard to tell me to stop fucking saying it.
0: Okay.
2: Um and uh but the Miami situation would be an interesting one because then Harden would then
0: destroy the heat in a fun way. <laughs>
2: yeah. I think I know what a true test
0: of heat culture James Harden is. The ultimate test of heat culture. Yeah.
2: I think that Harden for a little will, will like honor it. It, Say they, (laughs) say they trade him, trade Harden to the Heat tomorrow. Yeah. James, I think would, there's a couple months where we'll be like, heat culture got James. Everybody's so excited. Harden, look at him now. Look at his physique. Look at what he's doing. He's Same as when he right- got here, by yeah. the way,
0: and yeah. went to Brooklyn
2: too. But it, it would go away. I think Harden culture beats heat culture, you know, nine
0: times out of 10. Is James the Harden end. the kryptonite to heat culture? Is he I what would, love could, it. would truly derail would heat culture?
2: I would absolutely love it. And then I
0: don't necessarily... I really dies.
2: The only person that I really <laughs> want... is
0: all of his strength. Yeah.
2: You, would li- you would like Tyler Hero. I think he'd be fine as a sixth man here um maybe that you'd maybe you'd hold on to him for a little bit and then trade him once his value is a little bit rehabilitated i feel like his hero's value is lower than it should be league wide it feels like yeah like 90 percent of teams are are down on him when really it should be like 50 50 should be like closer to like we like and we don't like him so maybe that he hero comes here i want caleb martin obviously my kind of player um just athleticism and quick decision making and stuff. Uh, so that'd be interesting. Maybe Kyle Lowry would be fun as a backup point guard. Obviously, he's pretty washed, but I, I like him spiritually, and <laughs> um, he he would be he, would, he could play with Max. You know, it'd be fine. I don't know. Whatever. There's there's the the idea. I just want like some domino to happen, and this is the Dame domino that opens up something for the rest of the league to block this friggin' log jam.
0: I actually have a, a different idea of what I prefer, which I will talk about right after we talk about Adam Kasabi, the official realtor of the process. I sit here in Northern New Jersey. I would love to have a shore home. Would love it. Never had one, but you can have one and Adam Kasabi can help you get one for free. No, not not for free. But if you've thought of getting a shore home. And you look at the last three years, of real estate is so difficult. You need a true partner by your side. And Adam Kasebe, K-S-E-B-E, is that partner. And he will hook you up the Delaware shore, which I believe has become superior to the Jersey shore. Number one, lower property taxes. Number two, less crowds. Number three, you got Kasebe. K-S-E-B-E. He and his team out of Long and Foster in Bethany Beach cover all of the Delaware beaches. Got Bethany, got Lewis, got Rehoboth, got Dewey, got all of them. Wherever you want to go, Adam Kasabi and his team are who you need to know, especially now when it's incredibly difficult, you need the right partner. Kasabi is your partner. And if you're looking for a home, Jersey, PA, New York, wherever, he can't get you that home, but what he can do is he is your outlet to every other good realtor and then he will talk to you, he will find out what you need and he will find you the best person. He's the only one you need. 302-864-8643 is cassabi's cell phone number. You can call him or text him. That is 302-864-8643 or adam at processrealtor.com. Adam Kasabi, the official realtor of The Process. I would find perverse joy in them not trading Harden at all. Yeah, I know you would. I would love to... Uh, torture him. I do not think the Sixers are going to win the title this year. I think there's almost no chance of that happening. So if the choices are trade James Harden for spare parts for the Clippers and just, and let Tyrese Maxey do his thing and blah, 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 blah. If that is the case, I think I would rather just make sure that James Harden does not end up where he wants. I think every once in a while, standing up for what is right is better than standing up up for what is best for you, what is best for the Sixers, probably getting him out of there, getting whatever minor things they get in a trade for him. But him sitting on the bench, maybe he has to sit on the bench all year because he makes pretend he has a hamstring injury. And every time he walks on the court, the entire crowd showers him with chants and signs. I would love that. He is a big baby. He, I, I'm glad that he has sort of met his match in uncomfortableness with Maury, but like, and by the way, I don't, I'm not bothered by the other players who back him. They are his friends. Pat Beverly is his friend. PJ Tucker is his friend. You should stand up for your friends, whatever. But what he's doing is annoying and stupid. And he is misplaying this entire thing. He's making it harder on himself. He's making it harder on the team to trade him. And I would have no problem in him sitting around in Philadelphia all season long.
2: Uh, I, I like on the one hand, obviously relate in some ways to spite. Yes. Um, but I just, I'm obviously concerned about <laughs> the circus around Joel Mm-hmm. I just don't think that this heading towards a rebuild would be positive in any way. I also I don't think there's any great like options aside from the you know f- four players that I keep naming yeah. a trade for. But like the Sixers are not going to be if they decide to rebuild and Joel asks out, which people keep hinting at, and I keep hinting at New York, although I don't think if if Dow's not going to trade Harden to the Clippers, he's definitely not going to trade Embiid to the Knicks because they ask nicely. <laughs> right, right. Or because his agent his former agent used to run the team. Right. Uh I just they're just so far behind so many other teams. This would be a rebuild for like 6 years into the future. It would be so so far away. And we have as much as you're frustrated as I'm frustrated with how Joel has played. And not being as good in the playoffs. Absolutely. He was the MVP last season.
0: He's He's better to have than to not have.
2: He's been a top two candidate for MVP for three years. He has to break through. He has to be like Olajuwon, who didn't break through until 30, 31 years. Um, You just got to... I feel the futility of all of this. Mm -hmm. Believe me. Mm -hmm. I feel it. Mm -hmm. I sit at my little desk and do this little podcast feeling the futility of this team and over the course of the regular season getting you know excited about little things here i'm gonna i'm definitely gonna get excited about little wrinkles that nick nurse is putting into the system and nope jaden springer's getting some playing time well, maybe that'll do something turquavion smith something good for me i feel the futility of it but and i feel a little bit like i'm the last one at the party when they're just like really trying to clean up and I'm still trying to fucking pump my fist and dance to some song that was popular several years ago. And they're like, please leave. And I'm like, no, no, no. We still have a chance to make this like the most legendary night of our lives. All of us as Sixers fans. But you just got to see it through. You got to see it through. Whether you start the rebuild right now or in two years from now or three years from now, whatever.
0: We have to go as far as we can on this. you
2: You have to see it through with Embiid. You just have to. He's just he's just the best player that the Sixers have had in their organization since you could say Charles, you could say Moses. Like it, it these guys just don't come around very often. I, I've been on record as saying the 0-1 Iverson finals run is obviously like the biggest fluke of all time and and the worst finals team of all time. Um I love Iverson, but it was not a sustainable building model. Like we got to see it through with Joel. We got to do a better job of surrounding him with better pieces, allowing Maxi to grow, having a coach that's willing to try shit, all that stuff. The idea of a rebuild is not is not for me right now. In five years, sure, let's go to it. But right now, you can't, and that's why I don't want to just govern this year by spite and thr- and risk even more. Joel deciding I'm
0: fucking I'm fucking done here. Great comment from the chat from Six Pistols says, don't worry, Mike, we're sitting in the corner with puke on our shirt, cheering you on as you dance to Cotton Eye Joe.
2: That is what it's like.
0: Now, before we pivot, I want to pivot to the uh, Embiid portion of this. James Harden did do another interview. It was a little less flashy. He was on with Jason Bristol, KHOU Channel 11 in Houston, as he was at a charity event he was putting on in Houston. And here is what he said.
2: Do you have an open line of communication with, with
0: the 76ers? And how much patience do you
2: need to have to to let this play out?
3: I'm just, I'm, I've been patient all summer. So uh, for me, it's just uh, focus on what I can control. And that's, uh, you know, working out, staying in shape and uh, getting ready for a good season.
2: Too late to repair the relationship?
3: Uh, I think so.
0: Do you have an open line?
3: Mm. Very
0: sad. Well, a, a lighter tone. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Maybe. Maybe. I I know. I know how badly. A, I believe that Embiid wants Harden back. I do believe that. And B, I do believe that Maury wants Harden back. And I do think that is probably making moving him a little more challenging, given that Daryl probably knows that Embiid wants Harden back. Daryl wants Harden back. And they're waiting for that moment where he does an interview and he is saying, well, maybe it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. So, do you, do you think Embiid wants Harden back? Like even after
2: these, yep, comments. I do. It's, yeah. I mean, like I get, I get it, it when the alternative is like
0: nothing. And like you know, I'm not saying Embiid's selfish, but like he did make Embiid's life easier during the regular season. He, sure. he got him more points, easy baskets, yada yeah. yada yada. He likes him more than Ben. That's fine. That's yes. all fine. It's un- it's reasonable for him to think that.
2: Why is Dar- why is Harden not like calling out like Ime Udoka and saying I will never play for? He's a liar, and I will because never I play think for an organization. He should be embarrassed. But yeah. Ime was his assistant coach when Harden was in Brooklyn. Yeah. Why isn't he telling Chinese children that he'll never play for him? <laughs> That's what well, I would wanted- like to know. Yeah. You know. Uh, I don't he's know. In, he's in Houston. That that video that you just showed is in Houston, in, yep. in Harden's town. And Ime got there, showed up for the first time and was like, we're not getting that
0: piece of shit. Yep. Nope. No thanks. I don't know. So we did get this voicemail that is in regard to the Harden and Bede thing, which I thought was interesting. 833 Lickface is the phone number. Hey,
1: Spike Mike CJ. Um Chris calling from Dallas. So the day after the heart. There's reports all over the internet that Embiid has now removed Philadelphia from his uh, Twitter bio and he's no longer processing. So obviously Embiid is way too smart to, um, you know, have this be a coincidence that this is something here. Do you think Harden got to Embiid? And do you think the two faces of the franchise are now forming a coup to have uh, President Morey fired from office? Or being fired and all of these guys coming back and trying to win a title together this year, which is obviously very unlikely. We've been watching a lot of Nolan movies here. Uh, Curious, if you've seen all the Nolan movies, which would you say is the best? Thanks, guys.
0: I don't think that Harden has, quote, got to a beat. And by the way, this comes along with your uh, Vince Goodwill thing. Here was the the quote from Yahoo. I think it came out yesterday. However this ends, could it cost Maury the Phil and the Philadelphia 76ers the services of one Joel Embiid? And Embiid has said all the right things publicly. Eh. But there has to be some residual fatigue in his entire 76ers experience. Morey is responsible for the only only the past few years, but in totality, many around the league believe Embiid will ask out sooner rather than later, and that a full rebuild is what Morey covertly is hoping for. Everyone is circling, waiting. The Knicks and Miami are keeping an eye on everything going on. A league source told Yahoo Sports, and it also says the the Terrence Man thing. I. So I think a lot of the Embiid stuff going on now is actually other teams trying to will it to happen. Yeah. You know, I think they they obviously smell blood and it is... As they should. As they should. And I think these quotes are less about what Embiid actually believes and more about what they're trying to push him toward. Yeah. I don't think that Harden has gotten to Embiid However, and I do think that Embiid is supportive of the situation. If I would have to guess, I think the Twitter thing is Joel likes being the focus of attention, and he wasn't the focus of attention, and yeah. he thinks it's,
2: it's su- funny. It and annoying. It's it sucks. Yeah, he's, I don't like that he did it. I think he's a little bit like he's online. Yep, he doesn't feel like he has the full support of the fan base. I wish that he would just ignore some of the people that telling me sucks. Yeah. For the most part, he's very beloved here, but also like he did not play well in the second round of the playoffs. Yeah. Even though he did, he was getting over a knee sprain very quickly. Like he's, I wish that his first reaction to criticism was not like, well, maybe I'll leave then. <laughs> maybe I'll just go.
0: And it's like, well, come on, come on then. It is him reflecting how we, like there is, you've said a million times and I think we all agree that Embiid is sort of perfect in every way for us, given the similarities and the imperfection and hit like two online and (laughs) yeah, I wish he wasn't like this as well. I think my, 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 my thought on this is I do not think that Maury wants a rebuild. I do not think Joel Embiid wants a trade. I do not think Joel Embiid is trying to get Daryl Morey fired. And by the way, I do not think James Harden is trying to get Daryl Morey fired. I think he's just trying to scare Daryl Morey into trading him. Though the thought has crossed my mind, man, if enough players in the NBA express anger over this, is it possible the Sixers could just go, well, fuck, we don't need this shit or whatever? Yeah, I mean, that was definitely... A concern that i had i don't
2: think that that's going to be the case i agree um, i think harden being who he is and having the reputation that he does and this being the third place that he's uh asked out of and thrown a, a fit a bit to to do he's doing it in the most public way right now which is odd um and doing it to a guy that you know they they're gonna in their when they when Harden goes into the Hall of Fame, I was going to say when they both. I don't know if Dial's going go to the Hall of Fame. I don't really give a shit. Um, they're going to be tied to each other forever, even after this. Like it feels obviously messiest now that this is happening for for Harden. But I think because of Harden's reputation, because of this being like a very personal thing, dow has been in the league a long time. Like I, I don't think this is as much at risk of poisoning the well of other super, like for other superstars
0: as it could be otherwise and that's the thing that like you know maybe James Harden's friends maybe there's less likely that you could give another contract to PJ Tucker after this I don't it, think that's even allowed in the CBA bylaws he's it's the hubie
2: <laughs> brown clause simply he's just too old to be paid any money anymore um yeah i mean i think that there's more of these like these people don't like each other on the coaching side on the management side on the player side than is reported all the time that james made it very public obviously um so this is e- easily discussed but i think there's a lot of a lot of people that are like oh i'll never sign him because we don't fuck around with each other fucking paul george and Doc Rivers and Seth Curry and all the fucking weirdness like there's just weird shit everywhere. <laughs> the there's weirdest, weird shit by the way <laughs> everywhere. In the WNBA there's, you know, uh, Davanna Bonner and Alyssa Thomas are teammates that got that are getting married and like Alyssa Thomas's exes are on the team still. <laughs> like it's just there's weird shit in in every <laughs> league and people dating the same people like it's just very bizarre. So, I'm not trying to minimize it. I'm just trying to say like Harden is a specific case that I think that Daryl, having been in the league for almost 20 years or whatever is not um, as uh, threatening to the standing around. And honestly, if if players want to play with Maxi and Embiid and be the be the wing in that three star situation,
0: then they're going to want to
2: go then they'll go do it and
0: they'll force a trade there when they, I and uh, I, I'm not making light of what he did but like it was known for a very long time that Donald Sterling was a piece of shit. Yeah. Way before he got run out of the league. Doc Rivers chose to go to the Clippers knowing that Donald Sterling was a racist (laughs) piece of shit. Yeah, of course players re-signed there. players. And I'm not, this isn't me. I'm, I'm not, I'm also not saying they shouldn't have done that. I, but what I am saying is, is like, I just, I don't think it matters really all that much. I think it, it is uncomfortable, but I don't think it it matters all that much. Maybe, you know, I to your point. it matters
2: point, a little bit. A it little could, bit. It could, it could matter, but sure. I don't think it's going to say, it's going, to, it's rising to the level at this point of Maury is toxic. We got to get him out of here. Like Josh Harris has to get him out of there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree for sure. What? But do you think maybe, given your WNBA thing, that the key to this is maybe Harden and Embiid should get I know B just got married, but like... I would love it. I like, talk about this all the time.
2: I can't believe we don't talk about it. I just... I'm dying to know who in the NBA is dating each other. Because you know that they fucking are. You know you that think they're... think in absolutely. the NBA? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I don't know. I have no information. I've asked people around the league before and they like allude to it, but no one has ever given me even anything that I can hint at. Um but absolutely, there's. Well, obviously, there are gay players in the NBA. hundred percent. I'm dying to yeah. know. I would be M- so curious. It would make it would make it would make watching any game even more interesting to me. <laughs> it would be great. So I'm dying to know. And if yeah. Harden and Embiid want to be want to be the first out, you know, obviously Embiid's married. <laughs> yeah, it might be difficult. Maybe not family. If that but you know, whatever their arrangement is.
0: PJ, would,
2: that'd be great. Just be PJ. That'd be awesome.
0: Yeah. I would love to hear it. The Rights to Ricky Sanchez is brought to you by uh, Big Barker Therapeutic Dog Beds. Big Barker is the only dog bed your dog should be sleeping on. Your job, you have one job as a dog owner. One job. Give your dog the best life possible. Life is hard. Dogs are simple. It's very easy to make a dog's life great. Take that dog for walks give that dog treats, let that dog sleep all the time, keep them comfortable and healthy. And the Big Barker dog bed will keep your dog comfortable and healthy. Bigbarker.com slash Ricky. Bigbarker.com slash Ricky. You need to go to that link because if you order at that link, you will get two free process pup patches. That is the good part. The great part is by sleeping on the Big Barker dog bed, The first dog bed engineered by experts to support your dog's joints, it will keep your dog healthier, as proven by a Vet study, healthier, happier, more springy and flexible later into their years. They sleep a lot. They have a lot of legs, you know, to a lot of joints, almost, you know, some would say as many as humans. They need to be sleeping on a supportive mattress. Big Barker is the one bigbarker.com slash Ricky. A 10-year warranty. The foam doesn't flatten or they replace it for free. A one-year at-home trial. If you don't like it, they will give you a full refund and they'll even pay for the shipping. Handmade in the USA. Big Barker Dog beds. Before we close the door on this, we got an an interesting voicemail that corresponds to a a text message I received a couple of days ago.
4: Hello, Spike, Mike, TJ, and Daryl. It's JJ from South Philly. My mournful tone is the result of what I have to say right now. And I am going to wrap this up into a question. I have to bring up Allen Iverson. Nobody wants to talk about Allen Iverson when we're dealing with this bullshit from James Harden. But my question is, which part of Iverson's career have we hit with James Harden right now? Is it Denver Nuggets 2006 to 2008 or he was still productive, but maybe was starting to hit his inevitable decline um, and was getting prepared to not deal with it well. Or have we reached Detroit Pistons nine, or 2008-2009 Iverson, where he's starting to gracelessly trans, transition into being a disgruntled bench player? Very sad. How close are we to that? with Harden. um, And is that really where all this is heading? Thanks.
0: So I got a a text a couple of days ago from, I, I don't know if it's okay that I say who it is. So let's just put it this way. It was somebody who would know, who would know the situation and compared the Harden situation specifically to Iverson in Detroit and said that if Iverson had wrapped his arms around what he was at that point, accepted the bench role, yada, yada, yada. He could have gotten paid for several more years, but he rejected what he was and sort of his career, the, the wheels came off immediately afterward. And this person compared Harden's situation right now to Iverson's situation that at, in Detroit, which I think is a, a reasonable, I think, I, I don't think this is Denver Iverson Harden like I don't think he's at that point in his career I think that Iverson was better maybe not better but at a closer to prime than this Harden is so I think I don't think it's a bad comparison to compare him to Detroit Iverson
2: I kind of do I understand in theory the idea of you know we talked about this before I talked about this all the time like superstars aging right mm-hmm. and so we talk about like Vince Carter aged very gracefully first for a superstar mm-hmm. uh, Jason Kidd. Yes. Aged on court, aged gracefully.
0: Changed you know, his game, accepted who he was, yada, yada, yada. Russell Westbrook is not. Not so that. much.
2: Yeah. Derek Rose, not doing that. Like there's the kinds of game, the kinds of players that can, it's usually, can you play off ball? That is really what it is. Can you impact the game when the ball's not in your hands all the time? Iverson couldn't and wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Westbrook, for the most part, can't and won't do that. Harden is a little bit in the middle because he is still cre- creating good looks for others. His like st- he's still one of the best distributors in the league, but it could fall off really, really quick. Um, I so that's that's the difference between Iverson is like once you once you lose a step as the kind of guy that Iverson was, you're you're so quickly like shabazz napier yeah and same with westbrook and i'm sure there's other ones we could think of as like you know once chris weber's knees left you know it's like the
0: always coming to the sixers when are we getting westbrook by the way yeah
2: the aging it just happens so fast because you have to be so good to be a certain kind of player in the league and Mm -hmm. once that's comes back down to earth a little bit then you can't do all this other stuff you really like where how do you find a place, you know, DeMarcus cousins, as an example, like it's, it's hard to find a place for you. Um, if you're not so, so good at those other things. So I think they're a little bit different, but at least theoretically, as far as like the stars aging, I I see what they're talking about. I just don't see Harden being the kind of player as we've discussed, he's not going to move off ball. He doesn't like shooting off the catch. He's already not like engaged defensively. I think absolutely. Like who knows where this goes? Who knows if he ends up on a different team this year. But I I think there's a real chance that there's a trade and then even like a buyout situation, and then he becomes like almost a minimum player soon. It's, I think because pe- people not wanting to give him, not that because he's not good. He's still, at this point, or at least last season, was still very good. And, and it's a board just not worth All-Star. the hassle. It's just, it's worth the hassle. It's worth like the years. Maybe he gets like w- one year... Maybe minimum is strong, but like kind of one-year player. This idea that he's going to get another max contract is is ridiculous. He's not He's not going to.
0: Well, Kendrick Perkins was... I, think, I don't think what he said was out of line. He said that Harden could be out of the league in a year. And I don't think it's impossible, by the way, that this year wraps up. He doesn't get any good deals and China offers him... 50 million dollars some a, a team in China offers him 50 maybe. million dollars a year to play and he can go be king over there. I don't think that's impossible. He can yell at kids all he wants. Yeah, he be be the first Saudi uh, purchased player maybe. He, he could, they can mic him up during the game. He can just tell other
2: people who he <laughs> where won't he play can, for like live during the game. We're, mic him up. I'll never play for Lawrence Frank. <laughs> just list every Jerry NBA West can team. lick my ball. Just go whatever. He can just keep <laughs> going. That's fine. I am married to
0: P.J. Tucker. That would be nice. Would yeah, be the, the, uh, would oh, by it. the way, two calls uh, ago, somebody asked what we think the best Christopher Nolan movie is. The only one I haven't seen is Dunkirk. I liked Oppenheimer the best. To me, it's Oppenheimer or Dark Knight. Do you have a particular favorite? I, I really do like, I really do like um, almost
2: all of his films. Um, I didn't like The Prestige. It's the only one I really hated. I hated I, that movie. I liked it. I liked, okay. I liked them all. And I liked Dunkirk. I liked all of them i when I was in college we we did a uh like a we my college had like a screening room and we watched at that time all of his movies up till inception in one day Wow and it was a
0: lot did it you like cool. Tenet?
2: uh it's probably his worst or one of his worst but i still enjoy watching it I guess sure it's a fun
0: watch I think it's weird it's actually really good on second watch if you watch it a second
2: time it's 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 at least compelling enough to feel like even if you don't understand all of it I I, there's just so few filmmakers that really don't that don't try to hold the audience's hand Mm -hmm. and I think obviously he could do more of that to make it clear and I think sometimes the characters just have just resorted to talking so fast at each (laughs) other all the time and, and not trying to explain what's going on that you're sort of just like carrying through. And I think some movies do a better job of like there being a like propulsive conversation leading to action. Whereas Oppenheimer like wasn't leading to that kind of action. It was just like, he's doing his, his thing a little bit, but I still really enjoy watching it. I still think it's good. I, I think he is better at, uh, in a lot of the time, not all the time. There's some things, issues I had, but, he's more subtle and thematic than you would expect
0: a like big budget action director to be. I think he is a great storyteller. You know, like I thought Oppenheimer was three hours long. I saw it twice, almost cried two times in Oppenheimer. Honestly, I, I agree. The, it was interesting. The, only, the most interesting Nolan to, movie to me is how amazed I was by Memento the first time I saw it. And at the mm. time, and I watch it now and I actually, I don't enjoy it at, at all, Memento. It aged really mm. poorly for me, but it was really neat when it came out. It was a cool idea, I thought, yeah, conceptually. Sure. I think I think a
2: little bit like you've, you've seen his tricks. And they right, were right, less, right, 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 right. Uh, defined at that
0: point. So the schedule came out and I got a text message from my brother-in-law. I love schedule day. When, schedule who day. are they going to play and when? You know what? I love... Sixers Adam dives the fuck in, you know. Like Bodner's, like, oh, they're gonna play eighty-two games. Great prediction, yada yada. And Sixers Adam's like, I fucking love the schedule. I'm gonna tell you how many back-to-backs they are. Fucking the schedule, Team Adam, anti-schedule. Don't uh, even release it. If I can't have a roster, you can't have a schedule. That's not a bad point. So Joe texts me, and you know, fly fly the process. Weird to come up with right now because everybody just fucking hates the team so much. But there's not a lot of great options. Can I run them by you? And obviously I would love to hear from people who have been on previous trips. We did ask on uh, Twitter, many people suggested we go to hell or China or somewhere like that, Mm. obviously on the table. Tickets would be tough. So there are, there are just like sort of problems with every single one of them. So November 25th, Oklahoma City. Would be cool, fun trip, not really a reason. But it's Thanksgiving weekend, and, and there's not a ton of flights, direct flights from Philly to Oklahoma City, and traveling on Thanksgiving weekend.
2: Pretty brutal. I do brutal. love, I do love, and that book Boomtown that I've talked about a bunch of times on mm-hmm. this podcast about Oklahoma City it was so good. And I'm, I have like a morbid fascination with Oklahoma City because of it. Mm-hmm. So I would want to go, but Thanksgiving weekend makes it tough.
0: Makes it tough. At Denver, January 27th. Now, that would be fun. It is actually, you know, Joe did some pricing information. Pricing wise, it's good. The problem is it is the same weekend as the NFC championship game. Eagles giants. And we are, <laughs> and we are a, because of his business, if that happens to be an away game for the Eagles, sure. we'll be tough on Joe and two or B, if it's in Philadelphia, there's gonna be so many people that want to be at it, and I feel like people are just gonna wait to see what happens. I also think
2: going to Denver now is so somebody said we should just go and apologize, <laughs> yeah, or just just go and just like pull our pants down and just like, hey, just just smack me on the ass as hard as you can, like a little bit like they won a championship. Like, it's a great town, by the way, Denver. yeah, I like Denver, nothing against there is it's just it just feels it feels like real. Beyond, I mean, obviously a lot of stuff that you and I participate in is loser shit, but it feels really like massive loser shit to go to Denver and like... Maybe we just sit quietly. Yeah, sit quietly, say nothing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't even breathe. There's March 3rd at Dallas. It's a Sunday. There's no real reason. Dallas is not a bad town. Like Dallas, we could do that. Yeah. Now, here... Just do Eagles chants all the whole time. <laughs> would be funny. Actually would be funny. Let me put that on the list. Now, here is the one that would be perfect. Is a Sunday, March 24th against the Clippers. Now, there's obviously, if Harden is on the Clippers, mm-hmm. if there happens to be an Alyssa basketball game, we could bring in 200 people to watch you coach.
2: Yeah, the game is Tuesday nights. So that
0: would oh, be, okay. That would be tiki- tricky. Okay. Um it just if it's not if Harden doesn't go there, it's yeah. a it's a expensive trip. LA is expensive, whatever. Sure.
2: It's also so, it'd be pretty easy for me, although that is the first weekend of March Madness, which is ah, really frustrating for me that the that Sixers play in LA Lakers and Clippers the first weekend of March Madness. So I will be either missing going to the Sixers game, one of those games, or missing
0: March, uh, March Madness.
2: I think i I think I know
0: what loves me more. (laughs) Well, that's true. For sure. So then there is at Memphis. It's a Saturday, April 6th. I love Memphis. My town. Would be great. Here are the issues. It's the last weekend of the season. It's back to back. So there is a strong chance that we don't get whatever star players are on the Sixers. Don't even. Though it could be a b-ball ball ball game. The other challenges are flights are a little tough to Memphis. There's not a lot of them but it's the same weekend as WrestleMania in Philadelphia. Mm. Tricky. They've they've already sold 100,000 tickets to that.
2: Could you ask him to redo the schedule if Sixers Adam has pull?
0: Well, he is a schedule guy. Yeah. Um, Reset. Two other options. Let me throw them at you. One, go see some random game that does not involve the Sixers in a good city. Let's just pick a good city and go there and watch a basketball game. Mm -hmm. We could pick the team we're cheering for and pick the player that we are optimizing mm-hmm. or just go somewhere nice for the weekend and not involve basketball at all that's funny yeah we go
2: to charleston
0: south carolina yeah training camp would be fun yeah so those are the options send we don't Obviously there's no Napa. there's no there's no like urgency but if you have an idea please send us a note did, um, did you see the uh Bebopal, uh face wipes commercial I didn't. You mentioned it, but I have not seen it. Okay. CJ, go is it on, on the internet somewhere? He's it was on find Amazon it.
2: Prime. If you pull, if you go to Game Face Wipes, he's he's very prominently displayed on the wow page. free uh, free advertisement. Well, they're gonna send me some stuff. So I told him I would. I told him oh. I would use it. I love it. <laughs> hey, man. Well, make them fucking pay. Make them pay. Anyway. It's a reference to the thing. We don't have to talk about it in every podcast, but I can say that (laughs) Bebo Paul is
0: starring in a commercial. That's a big deal. 100%. 100%. Um, As CJ finds that video, let's talk about an actual sponsor of the pod, the presenting sponsor of the pod. That is DraftKings Sportsbook. Actually, I did get, they did do odds. You asked for this. We asked for odds on uh, Harden's next team okay and DraftKings sent me this I don't know you can't you can't bet this in every city um or the the bets are you know limited the Clippers are the favorite at minus 280 the Sixers are a plus 350 the Knicks are at 600 at 350 yeah it, As, it, and what what has to happen for that to come through play the first minute played this season. I would put money on the Sixers if you can bet that in the town that you're in.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's already here. Yeah, uh, Preseason or regular season?
0: Regular season.
2: Has to be regular season.
0: Knicks plus 600, Heat plus 800. I think the best bet there is the Sixers, honestly.
2: Knicks uh, plus 600,
0: Heat plus 800.
2: Yeah. Clippers, okay.
0: Clippers minus, whatever it was. Uh, speaking of DraftKings Sportsbook, UFC 292 tonight, Saturday... Sterling and O'Malley fight for the title which will the current champ keep his crown I don't know because I don't know which one of those is the champ what if they kiss (laughs) what if they just get married in the middle of the ring what if they get married and then fight that sounds nice the official sports betting partner of the UFC new customers can bet $5 to get $150 in bonus bets instantly you can bet on the winner you can bet on the round you can also bet if they're going to kiss or not (laughs) I would love that. I just keep betting. When you, you betting
2: Simmons is going to hit a three tonight, except it's me betting they're going to kiss. They're going to kiss. They're going to kiss. I'm going to get
0: it. And one of these days, I'm going to get it. And I'm going to be so right. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code RTRS. New customers can bet $5 on UFC 292 to get $150 in bonus bets instantly. That is tonight, Saturday, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code RTRS. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Gotta be 2021. See show notes for details. All right, CJ's got it.
5: Oh, the Paul Reed. Look at that. Oh my God. Yeah, so I can't find the, the actual spot, but we have Paul's picks of products.
0: Wow. Yeah.
5: Have him Sneaker
0: cleaning him. wipes, cleansing wipes. Are there, are there butt ones? Purifying oh, body wash. Does it have his name on it or is it just this company?
2: No. Oh. Wow. Game face wipes. He's not, he, I think he's just like the, I don't know, main. Main the, guy. Uh, I don't know. Is it an influencer? I don't know what, what you would say.
0: Uh, he, uh, he is a ambassador. Ambassador. That was, that's it. Project ambassador. I like it. So, Speaking of ambassadors, um, I don't even know if it's speaking of ambassadors, to be quite honest with you. So, The War on Drugs, we would agree, is one of the biggest rock bands in America. The Ricky's Own War on Drugs. The Ricky's Own War on Drugs. They are obviously friends of the pod, love The War on Drugs. They were playing a show... The outdoor stage at the Stone the legendary Stone Pony in Asbury Park, New Jersey on Friday night it is a, les, a legendary place. I've never been to the outdoor stage, but I have seen show inside at Stone Pony. It's cool. Very cool that War on Drugs is playing Stone Pony. So we got this. Thanks to did Kate send us this? Yes, I believe it was Katie. Hang on. Let me just make sure. Katie. Thanks to Katie who sent us this. So we're playing outdoor at the Stone Pony. They're going through the thing where Adam is introducing everyone on in the band during they were playing uh the song that we played right i believe um from i don't live here anymore yeah so so he's introducing everybody and he gets to eliza hardy jones and here is the clip of adam from the war on drugs introducing eliza hardy jones
6: and of course back here on the with and keyboards <laughs> Philadelphia 76 is season ticket holder. Woo! Seven months fucking pregnant. From West Philadelphia, Miss Eliza Heidi Jones.
0: Woo! Living proof. What's this? I forgot the name. So there it the is. Best. That is I unbelievable. It. I don't know. I don't know what he expected out of that, though Eliza's career, like it being one of he the, he always, th- he
2: always calls her Philadelphia 76 or season ticket holder, which is the Ricky is, thing I, is new as far Ricky, as I know. I had never heard the Ricky thing, yeah. but it's very, very fun. I always like when they do, when bands do, when they go around and say it, Yeah, but I can never
0: hear what they are saying. I
4: can uh, never hear their names. Yeah.
2: But I could hear that one because I knew what he was going to say
0: unbelievable thank you adam completely ridiculous there are some chuckles in the crowd when they say that i don't know but no I bet response they just heard
2: i think they probably were like is that's probably like a sexual thing in a weird way what is that about but she's the best and she is seven months pregnant which kicks ass good for her
0: yeah the the uh i, I just think it's funny eliza's a, a just a a wonderful person, fantastic musician, has had a great career, joins the war on drugs, and one of the four identifiers that is used for her on stage (laughs) is Frequent Guest, The rights of Ricky Sanchez. That's
2: a tough hit for her and Andrew.
0: Now, speaking of Ricky-adjacent music acts, it is my remembrance that CJ was going to Red Rocks to see Mount Joy. Red Rocks, which I refer to as Music Church, it is the most fantastic music venue in the world, or at least that I've been to, uh, truly magical. CJ, A, how was the show? And B, did Matt from Mountjoy mention the Ricky on stage like Adam from More
5: on Drugs did? The show was incredible. Uh, Red Rocks is absolutely something that everyone should experience. It's like magic, point. isn't it? Yeah, it's incredible. The the yeah. views, the sound, it's 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 hard to describe yep. until you're there. Yeah, uh, he did not mention the Ricky. Ooh, um, tough, tough. I also have a bit of a bone to pick that he did an encore, but took like a twenty-minute gap between it. It was and it was like ten twenty at night. They leave the a, stage.
0: A twenty-minute gap before an encore.
5: It was a like if something happened to like one of them, like very mm. sorry, like that would maybe make more sense. Is he
0: Axl Rose or something? What is Matt? quinn doing
5: yeah and and the encore wasn't like that normally they do like cardinal and asher van or like they had like the two hits the two mm-hmm. two big ones as the encore songs but they did like fucking six seven songs and i get it's red rocks it's a, it's a different different thing but man that 20 minutes killed me i was so tired after after mm. that but they kicked ass it was great they i would love a report of
2: time. what happened did someone have to take a dump
5: yeah what was the yeah. issue there matt
0: yeah. matt if you're listening let us know
5: what's going yeah. on over
0: oh, here. Okay. I, I really can't endorse Red Rocks enough. Even if you, you should go see an act that you like, but if, if there isn't an act that you love that's playing Red Rocks, I would pick an act that you can stomach and just to go to it because it is, it sounds amazing. It looks amazing. It really, it, Mountjoy is a great act to see there. So Amos there, but I can't, cannot uh, endorse that enough. Write Sanchez at gmail.com. So I just Lindsay, saw Mag- Maggie Rogers, and Always at the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, really? Very good. Yeah. Uh, how was great. Always? Great. Always is playing the Make the World Better show. Yeah. In, yeah, in next
5: week. I'm very excited to see them. They're awesome. Did they open for Maggie? Yeah. Nice. Love Always too.
0: Always great. is great. It's always and Alex G. I'm excited to see the show. So we got this email from Lindsay in April, and then a follow up came this morning. Here is the email we got from Lindsay in April writes Ricky Sanchez at gmail.com. Dear Spike and Mike, my boyfriend Jacques loves your podcast and the Sixers. I'm writing this wearing one of the many podcast t-shirts he has accumulated over the years because he plays it in the car often enough that I have become a fan too. I like to share very specific Sixers takes with men at work who then become really confused as how I know these things. Thank you for your help with this. I'm writing because Jacques is about to leave Philly for the first time to move to Ohio where I am in grad school to be with me. He has an absolute—he has been an absolute champ about this move, but I know he's really sad to be leaving the city, his loved ones, and his favorite teams. Do you have any advice for a Philly boy moving for a Boston girl to a town in the absolute middle of nowhere? I know it would absolutely break his brain to hear your advice when he's listening next week. Thanks in advance and go Sixers. Then we got another, fo- we got a follow-up. As we had not addressed that email. I'm sorry, Lance. Dear Spike and Mike. Just following up on this because the situation has only become more serious. Jacques fully lives in Ohio now, and despite determinedly packing no Sixers apparel in the first round of boxes, he did come back from a visit home with six different Sixers shirts. He was so determined after the playoffs to never trust this team again, like every year, but it didn't last long. It's pretty dire. I've been listening to even more pod than usual because since he moved here, and I'm afraid, I'm afraid I've also become invested, which feels extra stupid in Ohio. I just emailed my actual supervisor about this team from my official school email. We're both slipping and almost out of our surfside supply. Please send advice. Also, I am sorry about James Harden and big support on the miters on the writer's strike, Mike.
2: Sounds like he's a nice partner, um, yeah. Because the the words "my boyfriend Jacques" does sound like he would is a, like grifting you in some ways, so <laughs> trying to hide his identity in something. It just yeah. For some no reason one's has, named Jacques. My no. boyfriend Jacques just, just doesn't sound like a trustworthy phrase. Sounds like something say. that would happen in a Wes Anderson movie. No one's but named Jacques. He seems like he seems like a good partner. Sure. Um, I romanticize the idea of. Moving somewhere else and living in a small town in the middle of nowhere, especially if it sounds like a college town,
4: mm-hmm.
2: that sounds cool to me, yeah, sounds fun and have like a wonderful little experience find your little your little haunts that mm-hmm. you want to go to, and you know Philadelphia's online it's right there. Mm-hmm. Just sign on, see what's going on there and Ohio to philly, not not super far away. I think it's going to be a nice
0: chapter in your life with yeah. your boyfriend Jacques. And I would say this, of Jacques, and as somebody who, you know, you live in Los Angeles now, and I I have moved away a few times, you know, in college, I was in LA and Syracuse and then in Chicago and now in the New York area. Moving away from Philadelphia only makes me appreciate it more, you know, and I think it makes going back nice and, you know, you'll eventually be done college and you can more than, and instead of holding on, I, I know Jacques and you, Lindsay, want to hold on tightly to the Sixers thing because you're further away and you're like, ah, I got to hold on tightly. I can't let it go. Let it go. Mm. Just let it go. Let it go for a little while. If it gets good in the playoffs, come back, but you don't need to be glued to this anymore. You listen to the pod. We'll tell you what happens. Be fucking nothing. Mike already previewed the entirety of the, the hardened situation of what's yeah, going to happen. I took care of it. Yeah. Where are the t-shirts? T-shirts are fine, but just, Give yourself a break. Give yourself a break. 833 Lickface is the voicemail number.
6: Trade Spikey Mike. It's Mike from San Antonio. My question is Elton Brand a better fit than Daryl Morey to run the front office of the Sixers? In 2018, he pulled off a great trade for Jimmy Butler. And most people forget that the Tobias Harris trade did not happen for another two months. And during those two months, the Sixers desperately needed a wing. All the role players were guards TJ, Shamit. Fultz, Zaire, Shake Milton. Our only forwards are Wilson Chandler and Jonah Bolden. And what does Elton Brand do? He brings in four playable forwards, Tobias Harris, James Ennis, Jonathan Simmons, and Mike Scott. And he built a contender in 2019. But also there's a report by Chris Sheridan in 2019 that says Elton Brand approached ownership to trade Ben Simmons and was immediately shut down. He had the foresight that the team could be built around Embiid and Ginny. And just imagine selling high on Ben Simmons, just like Michael Carter Williams, tall point guard who can't shoot, sell on him the year after he wins rookie of the year. I think Elton was masterful that year. And Daryl Morey is much less trustworthy than a guy who's a former player. He's an all-star. He was seen as a vet you could bring in by the Sixers. He's a very high-level professional. Thanks, guys. Love the pod.
2: I love... This pro Eltony uh voicemail. I think it, it's great. I think no this
0: one is, has ever done this before. Like no, we've this never nice. heard I mean, this. Before. He was fired yeah. up.
2: He had he had it like in the chamber for years. He was ready to say it. So the Jimmy trade was great. Objectively great trade. Mm-hmm. And the report and possibility of trading Simmons at some height of his value was also great. By the way, I believe it. I would say for that. sure. Yeah, for sure. I
0: believe that to be true.
2: Um and the point about the lack of playable forwards, Wilson Chandler was a thousand years old and decaying before our eyes. Um, I don't know that James Ennis... James Ennis was good. He was fine. Mike Scott was fine and became a superstar here. Um, and he was... Pl- when, when they traded for him, he was certainly playable. Yeah. Jonathan Simmons was not. That he was, was bad. Not, you can't yeah. use that as an example. Yeah. Um, but it's fine. There's weakness. Every team has weaknesses. The Tobias trade is the thing that Elton gets remembered for mm-hmm. too much. The, he was not in charge for the Mikhail Bridges-Zaire trade. He, he was, was just one, of, one part of the, the living, breathing, perfect organism of, of GM Collaborative. Um, the Tobias trade is what he gets remembered for. And the Tobias trade on his own, if Tobias had two years left in his deal or three years left in his deal, that would have been a perfectly fine, very good trade but to trade to buy trade for Tobias when he was expiring to know you'd have to give him a ton of money and then giving him all the money he asked for yeah is is the cardinal sin that I is think- the that is the mistake and it's not something that El- Elton can't learn from and grow from and uh just you know certainly every gm has fuck ups but it, it was a fuck up he gave Tobias way too many way too much money for way too many years. Um, and that is the thing that unfortunately he gets his, he gets remembered for that and the Jimmy trade. And and they were, you know, a, at least a little bit apart. Um, but certainly it was not all, it was certainly not all bad for sure.
0: I think the hard thing I, I've defended Elton a lot in that a lot of people, a lot of times when people get bored, they're like, what is brand even doing here? And I, 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 I actually believe he will be when he decides to go out on his own. He will be really good at this. I do think there is an interesting point when before they had gotten Maury, when they put when they put him in true charge instead of the charge he was in before. I, I don't know if everybody remembers this, but when they hired Doc, that was it, it wasn't Elton that did it, but Elton was going to be the the GM and it never the real GM and it never happened. I think the the hard stuff to parse. From the Tobias trade to the Jimmy trade and all of it is we've mentioned many times, and you just alluded to it, there were just a lot of people involved. Yeah. And it's very, it would be very easy for me as, as somebody who believes in Elton to say he did the Jimmy trade, but the Horford trade, that was, that was Alex Rucker. Horford or the, signing, the Horford yeah. signing. That was Alex Rucker. Or he did the Jimmy trade, Tobias contract, that was Alex Rucker. Like, so I guess what I what you can't do is figure out exactly who is responsible for what. Yeah. But um I I do I do like the pro Elton stance because it's the mm. first voicemail we've ever gotten. And I do think Elton will be a good general manager at some point. The the Matisse pick was Elton. Right? He
2: yes. I mean he was yes, he did pick Matisse. That was him at the at the top and it was very telegraphed that yes they were doing it and that's how Boston kind of got another pick out of us for Got another pick out of us. Just the bleeding of picks over it's it really is hard to fathom. The bleeding of picks over the seven years that we've been through. It's just there's such a such a reserve, and they just kept going out. Every situation, more picks, gone. And then you look around, and you say, why can't we trade for anybody? It's because all those picks are gone.
0: Oh gone. Write to Ricky Sanchez at gmail.com. This comes from Dave. Hi, Spike and Mike. I'm very excited to not watch James Harden this year, whether he's on the team or not. My question for Spike is, what are the not-watching Harden rules? Will you watch games where Harden is not playing due to rest or injury? How about bench minutes? Well, Non-basketball question, is it possible to be a sellout in 2023? Has our culture changed to the point where any dollar earned by a celebrity via promotion is applauded by their fans, asking by a, <laughs> asking for a guy riding a motorcycle in China? Uh I would say that the not watching see what I said was I'm not watching the Sixers if Harden is on the team. That is what you said. I'm gonna have to take some time to think about this.
2: I think it's a good question. I yeah. think watching games that Harden doesn't play in, if he's like I, I think it, it would be it would be harder to do if you go like, oh Harden's bench, let me turn the game on really quick. <laughs> that seems that seems kind of cheap. Yeah. Then you'll get invested. But I think if it's like Harden is not playing tonight, I think you can watch.
0: Yeah, I'll think about it. It really does have implications for the Sixers podcast we do. And I don't think it's possible to be a sellout in 2023. That is, you don't, you know, this came from music. I, I Like I remember the change. There was a point at which letting your songs be used in commercial use was like sellout. And now given the fact that they truly, very few people actually make money on recorded music, it's one of the ways that they make money. So,
2: Yeah, I don't think that you can sell out as a very like 90s term, I think, or maybe just before that, the idea of like you're trying to get money for something. I think that's a little bit ridiculous. Um, but I think you can be more discerning if selling sure. out is like just selling out to, you know, fucking the live golf tour or whatever. Like if you can be more discerning about who you give your product to or your money to or something, especially when you have
0: the power and platform to do so. Yeah. It's always difficult to tell somebody given that we all, I think if you look deep enough into who we work for, or who we have worked for, there are things that you could say, well, that's questionable or you did that. Or so it's so it's difficult for me to say, well, he, that person shouldn't have done that to make money. Because I, I don't know what I would have done. Mm-hmm. I just know what things. Um, I think you can only make that decision for yourself, right? And you, f- even for other people, you can say like, "I don't want to support that person because that person did that." That is absolutely your your right to do so. Absolutely. Eight three three lickface is the
4: number. Hey guys, this is Jacob from Nashville. I just wanted to acknowledge in the last episode when Mike said that if the Sixers won the championship. It would be like Gollum falling and melting into Mount Jim with the ring. Yeah. I think that imagery was profound and deserved major commendation. Anyway, love the pod.
0: I actually don't know what that means, which is why I didn't react to it. I don't know who Gollum is. Lord of the Rings. Uh, okay. It's the end of Return of the
2: King. I'm spoiling okay. it, but it's, you know, one of the most seen movies of all time. Yeah. Uh, guys chasing the ring the whole time. He finally gets it as he's falling into a fiery volcano.
0: couple more before we, we get out of here. As he dies. 833
3: Lickface. I uh, got some quick information on hardened sex escapades. This conversation you guys are having made me remember and go reread this ESPN article that came out in 2017 about how Tinder had improved player performances on the road because they didn't have to stay out late to go have sex. They could just like swipe on their phone and get somebody to come over to the hotel. They did like statistical analysis and were showing how Tender was helping all these guys. And the article specifically singles out James Harden and talks about his numbers on the road. And there's like a quote from him in there where he's talking about it. So, yes, Mike, James Harden is having lots of sex. Tender helped him perform on the road because he needs to have sex every night. Completely unrelated note. You know, you guys were talking about how emotional Harden was in that video with Maury, where he's talking about Maury in China. And it made me thought, like, he doesn't seem to get emotional about anything. He doesn't seem to care about anything. But we do know that he cares about one thing, and that's strip clubs. So I did a quick Google search. Strip clubs are illegal. They're illegal in China. They don't have them. We think that this could be contributing, you know, to his frustration out there and why he's kind of speaking out, acting out, because there's no strip clubs for him to go to. And I know just generally, I know you guys are thinking, like, Why are all these weird people calling in obsessed with questions and how much sex James Harden is having? You know, are these callers all sexually frustrated in their own lives and obsessing over other people's sex lives to compensate? And to that, I say, yeah, that's none of your business. Answer the fucking questions. (laughs) Uh,
0: I don't know if no strip clubs in China is affecting Harden at all. I didn't, I also didn't know that to be true.
2: I don't think that Harden having Tinder means that he's having sex with them. They could be coming over and having a conversation.
0: Oh, you're really doubling down. On this. I don't think he's. I don't
2: think he's having enough sex. I don't think it's happening. <laughs>
0: I think that
2: uh, he you're wants really. to be perceived as someone that is having a lot of sex, and I don't uh-huh. think he actually is doing it. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, I'm standing there. I'm staying. Here. <laughs> I'm staying uh, right here, baby. Unless we, unless you, unless you on pod, show me proof or I, tell I me it that it's pod. happening. Well, I can't do it on and we're not pod. Gonna, I'm still going to be here
0: this comes I got, from a, I, got a
2: te- I got a text from uh spurs writer matthew tynan mm-hmm. who said on april 7th they play san antonio
0: yeah. yes we can't go back to san antonio for the last game of the year oh right yeah right, right. we were in but san antonio last year right brett is yeah. there yeah i can you imagine i just i tell brett hey i'm uh, gonna need you to be ready on this game again we're, we're coming com- back we're coming back <laughs> Uh, writes to Ricky Sanchez at gmail.com. This comes from Maddie in Utah. So M- Maddie wrote a long email. He's not a Sixers fan. He is a jazz fan and was really, is really puzzled by our approach because he doesn't think that that we like, I- I'm, I'm shortening this, but he doesn't think that we should be expecting a championship team. And he says, you're not New York. You're not LA. You're not Miami. You're not oh, exactly. Yeah. New York, d- f- famously w- winners of so many NBA championships. You're not exactly a destination for free agents. You're Philadelphia, which is a lot closer to Utah than NBA royalty. The best indicator of future performance is past performance. Why aren't the Sixers fans satisfied with making the playoffs and just having a decent team? It seems very likely that that's all you're going to get. So why not just celebrate the regular season success and the MVP? Why get your hopes up for a championship every year? What's this guy's name? Uh, Maddie. Matty, shut the
2: fuck up. <laughs> Utah, Utah, and Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pal. Great. I'm sure. Fuck out of here. Don't email again. Hey, guys. Shaq here
7: from New Jersey. I just watched the podcast, and I just wanted to say that I think a lot of fans of the show love when you guys bicker. Love when you guys are in complete disagreement. That conflict leads to just fun podcast listening, I'm sure, to many. I can't tell you the euphoria that I experienced hearing about the James Harden thing happening, like the low of that. And then you guys just like joining forces like Captain Planet and like just ripping. situation apart with your anger with your
6: facts,
7: with (laughs) it's like you aren't rappers and you will never be rappers and never aspire to be rappers but that is the closest thing that y'all will get to spitting you know what i mean like and i want and i hope that that is a compliment i'm not sure that it is but i hope that it is y'all are killing it so
0: yeah yeah that's all I would just say thank you. I think it's a, a nice. Uh, it's a funny. It, it is. It is funny. I think when we are truly aligned on something, it is. I, I would. I would. Uh, I think we. We probably are particularly frisky when we are on the same page, and it's something negative like that. Yeah. What
2: about there's two there's two weekend games against Charlotte. Yeah, there's that, just doing no reason. For you? Uh, so what are the
0: weekends? Uh, December sixteenth. Okay. January twentieth. January 20th is it, we would have to stay away from because of uh, Joe and Eagles playoffs. Okay. December 16th. I mean, Charlotte's a n- nice town. Yeah. Right? It would be fun. Is there a reason? Is there a former Sixer on the Hornets?
2: Well, there's still time. We don't have a roster yet, so we could find out.
0: Yeah. And I'll
2: put that as that an option as well. And... We could, dem- we could demand they trade Harden for Terry Rozier.
0: <laughs> Just so the the trip makes sense? <laughs> Uh, Final Wait, hold on I had one more Final Washington. Okay I do like Final Washington. one 833 Lickface Final voicemail What up Spike, Mike, and CJ?
1: I have just a question for Mike So I'm not on Twitter But I recently saw a Twitter post That Mike put out Basically <laughs> Describing how he Has looked inward And doesn't deserve What the Sixers have done to him I think we can all relate to that but my question is there was not a capital letter in sight and I'm just curious is that like a is that like a Twitter thing for you Mike do you like are you a a non capitalization text person I also posed the question to Spike I generally do like very proper grammar in anything that I like write I don't know why it's just a thing that I do but I think this is like a generational thing because spikes a little bit older than me. Mike's a little bit younger than me. And I'm just curious, like, uh, like what are the contexts with which that you would not capitalize any letters, um, and something that you write anyway, love the podcast. guys.
2: I have thoughts. I'm curious
0: about yours.
2: I'm looking at the tweet. I did capitalize Sixers. Mm -hmm. So there's one thing that didn't deserve to be
0: capitalized by the way. Uh,
2: I think it's a feel thing. It's a mm-hmm. read and react situationally. Some some tweets have capital letters. Some tweets don't. Mm-hmm. And it's I think based on the content of the tweet and the tone I'm going for.
0: I think it might be generational in that I think CJ is a lowercase person, and I remember like I I think it was when Jake Pavorsky was an intern at WIP. And I told him to send an email to somebody. And I said, don't do that thing where you don't fucking capitalize anything. Send the email like a grownup. And I remember saying that to him. I do think it might be a generational thing. CJ, your thoughts on it?
5: Yeah, for something like texting or tweeting, I think that's a lot more casual than writing an email. Like I wouldn't send an email in all lowercase, but if it's just conversational, tweeting or texting, sure.
0: But don't you have to at like select? If you write the word I... You have to purposely make it lowercase.
5: Uh, no. So there's a setting in the iPhone that it, uh, it'll not capitalize after a period. So that yeah, you I told just, my
0: iPhone to stop, stop trying to change my shit. Yeah, interesting. Yep. Interesting. Well, there there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. There you have it. Well, another one in the books, Mike. Another one in the books. I'm ah. Uh, there's a a hurricane
2: coming my way. Oh
0: yeah. The Hillary Hurricane Hillary, I believe, which might become a tropical storm
2: uh, when it makes land. But good luck. If this is it,
0: (laughs) I'm sorry for laughing.
2: (laughs) If this is it, then, you know, hell of a run for me and the Sixers.
0: Yeah. Well, hell of a run for one of you. And anyone who hasn't been in L.A., I mean, even normal heavy rain in L.A. causes a lot of issues because it's not really built for it. You know the roads aren't really built for it. I remember that from the one year I was there. All sorts of
2: stuff, yeah, not so good. But I I am supposed to start tonight, but really hit get pretty dangerous more later tomorrow. And I am trying to play basketball tomorrow morning. So let's see if let's see how committed to the grind I am. <laughs> let's see what my grind set is tomorrow morning. If I'm willing to drive through some historic storm and rains to get there. Uh, I think I'm probably going to play.
0: Well, it would also, but it would also depend on everybody else being committed to the grind or you could get there and there could be no game. Yeah, that would, that'd be tough. CJ, your prediction as to whether there is a game tomorrow that CJ, that Mike plays in, is everyone committed enough to the grind?
5: I, I think it'd be funny to, it's a, it's a nice image of Mike playing alone in in the rain, just, just shooting around.
2: Just well, it's, it's at a gym. It's indoors. It's indoors. <laughs> at a gym. But uh, but yeah, I could see us having like getting like seven people. We have twelve people right now. I could see seven people showing up. And that would be that'll be that would be tough. It'll be a tough tough to make the drive through for that. But we'll report back if I survive it.
0: Good luck. Well, we will talk to you next time. It just keeps going and going and going. We're,
2: we're two weeks away from being able to look at the roster so that's something to look forward to
0: well September. he said July for what? It's yeah worth. we gave him the extra month okay. grace period okay looking forward to it we'll don't talk don't to you next time you. are you down with TTP then yeah
1: with
0: you. you know if you don't fuck with me
2: then I, then won't, I won't fuck with you. you
6: if you don't fuck with me
1: then, then I, won't I, won't I won't fuck, fuck you. with you
5: but if
1: you fuck with
5: me yeah. I'm gonna fucking kill you! Time for Plan D.